I'm like nervous, like a little kid. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, welcome everyone to TubaCast episode 20. I'm your host Christopher, and tonight I have a very, very special co-host guest. Uh, <laughs> with me tonight is my old elementary school friend, Lewis Hofer. We went to we went to elementary school back up until the sixth grade in Indiana, and then I moved to Texas. And about three years ago, we reconnected, and this is the first time that I've talked to Lewis in twenty years. So, without further ado, here is Lewis. Hey, pleasure <laughs> to be on. Uh, you know, I've, ever since you, uh, you you forwarded me the uh, the link to this uh, cast, I've been listening, and uh, you know I. It's amazing because I, you know, when you first said, oh, you know, we just talk about stuff. I'm like, oh boy, that doesn't, you know, man, a format where you just talk and uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound so exciting. But, but it really has been very cool to listen uh, to your casts and, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know if it's just because you know it's like hearing the voice of a of a old friend or, or what. But it's just it's been very cool and I'm very uh, excited tonight to be on with you here. So kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, it's, I keep like I keep just laughing. I just can't believe that you know I'm talking to you after 20 years. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it almost feels like you know that I haven't been gone for 20 years. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was what uh, since when when did we uh, first start going to school together? Were, were you in kindergarten or was it first grade that? Uh, it might it might have been first grade. I, I, I think yeah, in Miss Clark's class or something like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's. Uh, well, first grade to six, so gee, five years, I guess that's kind of <laughs> what it, but uh, five years, and I mean, I don't know, we, we did about everything together all the time, it seemed like, uh, so it's just, uh, I don't know, that kind of, that kind of friendship's never too distant, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, well, it was only five years, it seems like so much longer, yeah, well, I mean, they're the formative years, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I guess we, we lived there for maybe nine or ten years, so I, I moved there and I was like, four or five so i guess so wow well and then then your dad uh your, your dad did the scouts and uh well my mom did for a while and yeah i mean we you know had a lot of other connections outside of school too yeah so. that's yeah that's right hey hey speaking of the scouts real quick we were at mcdonald's today and we hardly ever ever eat there but my daughter was like i want to go to mcdonald's and i was <laughs> like you know okay it's friday you know i i, I don't work friday so i was like you know we took we i took the kids and uh the wife went with me and uh you know we hardly ever go there we've actually tried to cut out meat the past uh couple months so we hardly eat any like beef but i was like okay sure and then this kid was in there and he was wearing a uh what's it called tiger scouts is that the it's like before the Cub Scouts. Yeah, in. like yeah, yeah. And he was wearing the orange uh, Tiger Cub or Tiger, or whatever it's called. And I've never seen one of those in Texas. I don't think I've ever seen huh. one since since we moved down here. So it was kind of weird because all day I've been like, okay, man, I'm, I'm talking to Lewis. Okay, don't screw up. Don't sound stupid. And you know, just real kind of nervous. And then you know, it's been going in my head all day like stuff to talk about. And then this kid walks by with an old. Uh, tiger cub shirt and i was like holy cow i've never even seen one of those here <laughs> yeah i had uh my sister-in-law called a little while back because her uh her husband was applying for a job at a scouting camp and and she and him had never had anything to do with scouting so she's asking me all these questions about like what this badge was and what that badge was and it is like kind of weird because you know i don't really remember like you know every, everything seemed the same oh it was you you get that for for service, and then she'd be like, "Well, what's this badge for?" 
you get that one for for service. <laughs> More like, service. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it brought me back to kind of the scouting days and all that. And uh, uh, well, the, the place he was applying—I don't know if you remember this place or not—but Carry uh, Camp. You remember that? Um, is that where we went and they did the uh, the red eye? Red eye. Oh, red eye camp. Yeah. Man, I have told that story to so many people. <laughs> that was so much fun. I love that place. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> So I guess we could tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, it was uh, it was an Indian that was captured right by the um, like the cavalry or something. Well, I'm trying to think. Of, I think. I mean, I mean, there's. I think there's different stories that had been told throughout my scouting career, depending on who took you on the hike. But most of the time, it was uh, I think French trappers that. Uh, oh, okay. That were drunk or something like that. I think. Oh wow. <laughs> So so they uh they they got hold of an Indian and what they burned his eye out with the yeah tortured him chained him to a tree and burned his eye out yeah. dang that's a horrible ki- uh, story to tell <laughs> <laughs> come around you Cub Scouts let's just tell you a story here <laughs> so then uh, so they told us that story and then we went for a, a hike at night which was really cool because I'd never I don't think I'd ever really gone hiking at night too much so that, so it was really cool we were all real close to each other and. I, I don't know if we all had flashlights or just the. Uh, the I think just the leader. Just did. the leader, and uh, I I don't know if this my memory's correct, but I remember kind of walking like maybe by a creek or something, and either on the other side or at the top of the hill, there was a red light like following us. Or up yeah, there. yeah, it'd be the the the, the camp's kind of. For Indiana, it's it's kind of hilly because <laughs> most of Indiana is flat. <laughs> but uh, but this camp had kind of some ravines where there was a, a creek at the bottom and some some land next to it that you'd be uh, on the path going down. Okay. And yeah, the uh, the red light and, and I always to me when I when I think back, it is always kind of almost a circle instead of just like a like a full on. Uh, well, that didn't make any sense. It was like a ring. <laughs> okay, all right. A ring with the, the center missing uh, more than just a, a circle like a you know flashlight with red over it. But, but you know how memory is. I don't know if that's correct or not. But uh, you, you'd see it appear, and it'd start running down the, the side of the ravine towards where the path was that you were on. And everybody would take off running and screaming. And, <laughs> And it disappeared and reappeared <laughs> somewhere else. And then... I remember actually sort of believing it, you know, like. Oh, I, I think I did that, the that, first couple times. Because uh, I, I never really thought there, that uh, the thought never crossed my mind that it was somebody playing a prank on 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 us. I was like, "Holy crap, it's Red Eye!" <laughs> That's awesome. You know, speaking of that 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 camp, I still remember we would have like what like the skits at the very end, like the uh, like a we put on a show or something, and the parents um, would come and watch it. I, I sort of remember that. Uh... I don't know if that was in the in the same camp out. I, I know that we had it at that camp in like a like the lodge hall or whatever, which was kind of a just a big long room with a fireplace at one end is kinda of what I remember. Okay. And then the, the cabins we stayed in when we camped out, they were kinda of smaller and and a little more rustic, uh, with just all the bunk beds there in the main yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny because there's a couple of things I remember about that camp. And I don't remember hardly anything else about scouting, but I remember we did like a little skit where we we ran across the dotted line and we were ants, and it it was like 
tear across the dotted line or something, and we would run back and forth, and it was like a pun or some visual pun or something. <laughs> and uh, I remember they taught us a whole bunch of different claps, like the watermelon clap where you yeah, and then the, that, yeah. the golf clap where it was like real quiet or something. <laughs> trying to think, uh, there's a scout. I think his name was uh, Scott. I want to say Scott Kerfoot, but that might not be right. And he was just like the devil incarnate. And looking <laughs> back, I'm like, you know, how the hell did that guy ever become a Boy Scout? Why would he ever want to? You know, because he was like, he was the scout that like brought CDs of like Megadeth and Iron Maiden and all and and uh, Two Live Crew and all these. Just like you know, your parents wouldn't wouldn't want you to have that you know music. You know, if it was the last thing on earth. And he'd always tell the dirty jokes to all the scouts, and, <laughs> you, know, you know. And I think he was the one that that started that uh, that routine. But I remember that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I guess we got off track. Do you want to? Um, I guess do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll just kind of uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start at the at the splitting point here, and we'll we'll just kind of uh, take it from there and come back. I guess, but. Uh, you know, so so uh, Christopher and I we went to school through sixth grade, and then you moved. Uh, now, now, did you move to Edna originally, or was no? You, you were like real close to the border, weren't you? Well, we moved to Victoria, which is um, it's it's not close to the border. It's just about thirty miles from where I live now, actually. Um, oh, okay. But it's pretty much kind of in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's kind of on the coast, but there's not a lot around there. <laughs> it's uh it's about two hours from houston and you know so houston's like what the fourth biggest city in the country so yeah there's that but that two hours is uh it, it changes a lot in two hours yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah, it's like chicago's two hours from lafayette but, oh. yeah i <laughs> know yeah, i get that um so yeah i mean and i think i think for a while uh is you and then we had uh, we had a friend uh, Brian Pfeiffer, uh-huh. and I think the three of us rode a little bit uh, at first, and then it just I don't you know I I probably dropped the ball I don't know it doesn't matter really I mean but at, at one point we quit riding maybe maybe a year after you moved down there and and so uh, you know on through high school uh, I went through the the public schools and then in uh, in. <laughs> In uh, my sophomore year at, at uh, McCutcheon, which was the high school that, that you would have gone to, uh, I just, I don't know, I got in a bad mix of kids, you know, just because I didn't have my, my buddy with me. <laughs> and uh, got in a little trouble, so my parents pulled me out and put me into parochial school, and uh, that's when I met my wife. And then uh, while I was there, I, I met a couple teachers that I kind of made friendships with outside of school, and then I decided, well, you know, teaching would be kind of cool. So, uh, so then I went to college and became a teacher, and so that's that's the last fifteen years of my life, <laughs> teaching and hanging out and being. Uh, I got a wife and three kids, and uh, you know how that is. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah, an adventure all of its own. So uh, that is, I guess you know, segueing from that, um, when we were in sixth grade, uh, I think you and Brian introduced me to to Dungeons and Dragons. You guys uh, had uh, started playing that or whatever, and uh, I. Ever since then, I've been a big role-playing nut, uh, and so uh, over the last couple years, well, a couple years being almost half decade, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've tried to develop my own uh, my own company, a small, you know, little independent company, and, and produce games starting with role-playing games just because they're the kind of 
cheapest thing you can make. I mean, it's just a book, you sure. know. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's what I've been up to. So uh, so if if anyone's out there is interested in role playing games, check out uh, CenturiesEdge.com. All one word, no uh, apostrophe on the centuries. And uh, there's some great Victorian era role playing game uh, pieces out there for free. And then you can buy my book if you're interested. So. But, uh, okay, done plugging. Let's move on with the actual cast here. The idea was originally, I mean, you know, again, it's it's kind of like the role-playing was something I knew pretty well. I'd already made a lot of contacts with people in the industry, and uh, it was just something cheap I could get into to start off with. And uh, originally the idea was to branch out, do some kind of board games, and then maybe even look into going into, you know, some like toys or uh, media of some sort. Uh, uh, but, you know... Everybody's got their pipe dreams, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a book full of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you do that, that you're, you know, following your dream and trying to, you know, plugging away at what you want to do because there's so many people that don't have dreams at all or they've just given up, so... I mean, that's yeah. that's that's really cool. Well, you and I have emailed each other about this. I mean, you can't... It's like you, you'll, you'll get something you want to do and you'll try it or you'll you'll work at it and then uh, and maybe you're like, yeah, okay, it's not working out. I'll, I'll I'll just give it up. I'll just walk away and and you can't. <laughs> you, you find yourself going back there and toying around with whatever, trying again on something new. Uh, you know, just a few days after you sworn it off. You know, oh, I'm just I'm just going to be a normal guy, hang out with my family, and you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, be like golf or something. You know, ah, not going to happen. I just can't. I just can't sit and just just watch things. Yeah, I, I can do it for a time being, but but you know, my wife will even she'll know that I'm getting the bug because you know I'll, I'll we'll have a movie on or something. I'll just get up, kind of wander around the house, start <laughs> yeah. And start yeah, looking at things. She's like, okay, what is it? What do you got planned? What do you want to go work on? <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like a crappy movie and you're like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I could be doing something more productive. If if can I can I go? <laughs> <laughs> and plus having kids and stuff you you're, you're um i don't know i guess your patience sort of gets kind of shorter you don't have time to to mm-hmm. waste on just stuff you don't want to do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hey hey you you mentioned mccutcheon high school was it carpeted in there yeah okay because that's i remember it they had this really cool like curvy staircase yeah they had a it, it was a um it's kind of where the kids ate lunch. They called it the Commons. Okay. And uh, everything, it was kind of, it was kind of, uh, well, it was almost like a bi-level house or tri-level house. Tri-level, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Where you got like one level that's just like half a floor below the others. Okay. And so there were all these like winding ramps that were almost circular in nature that would take you down to this level where the uh, cafeteria was at. Okay. I remember that, and I remember the carpet, and I just thought that was the coolest high school, and then I never got to go. <laughs> the tri-level houses and stuff, man, those are so neat. Yeah, but uh, yeah. the house that you guys had, it was it was just uh, it was one store in a basement, right? Yeah, Back yeah. When you were here in Indiana, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was one of the things when we when we moved down here. They don't have basements here, really. Um, and I can't remember what it. I think on the coast they were worried about flooding, and I think where I, I lived in Austin for ten years, which is like in the hilly part uh-huh. of Texas, and up there they told me it was too rocky. So instead of having a a basement, you just have like a two story house. They have a lot of two story houses here. Huh. 
But, uh, man, we love that basement because it's like a secret kind of, you know, you go down the stairs, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I had basement envy growing up with you, man. I was I was like, man, you know, he's got his own, like, little toy layer down there. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, man, it was awesome. And uh, yeah. on the in the summers, my parents would move us downstairs to save on the um, the air conditioning bill. Yeah, we yeah. would sleep downstairs. And so the, it was always a big deal because when we would – you know, make the quote move downstairs, they would take our mattresses and lay them on the stairs. And for a whole day, we could just slide down the stairs on the mattress. And it was just like the awesomest thing. It's just, it's hard to, I can't really do it here because most of the stairs that I've seen here, they kind of make a turn. They don't just, that one just went straight all the way down. So it was like a straight shot, but man, that was awesome. (laughs) There's, you know, it's kind of funny. There's a game I play with my girls that, um, that I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I got from a, uh, a birthday party you had. And I, and I don't know if this is the name that you guys called it at the party or if it's something that I came up with. I don't remember. We call it uh, the Treasure of Montezuma. And uh, <laughs> it's a weird game. I'm going to sound like some sort of psycho here or something. But, Wait, this, but, uh, this doesn't we, involve... We, uh... <laughs> we, uh, we, we take turns being blindfolded. Okay. And, uh, and you put like... We use like a beanie baby that my girls have. You, you put it as the treasure, like in the center of your legs. You kind of make like a circle with your legs while you're sitting, almost almost kind of like an Indian style kind of thing. And uh, the the players, which t- tend to be the girls, <laughs> are on the other side of the room, and they got to try to get the treasure. And, and you're blindfolded. Um, but if you touch them, they have to go back. Oh, okay. So you like kind of like swipe at them. Does that sound familiar? Does it? Is that? Am I thinking right? Did we play that once? At a um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds really fun. Yeah, I, anyhow, I, I was singing of it the other day, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think that came from, from Christopher Tupa. I think that was one of his dad's games that he set up for a birthday party or something. Ah, oh, that's cool. I'm going to have to ask him. That, you're sitting there on, on you know, you got to imagine a room that ha- that's somewhat longer than it is wide, and, and on one side, you're sitting there with the, the treasure in, in like a circle of your legs, <laughs> and you're, you're able to swipe around with your hands, but you're blindfolded so you can't see. And so that, you know the girls will sneak up, and my oldest daughter, she's pretty uh, sharp. She she's gotten to where she'll she'll bring toys with her, and she'll throw them off to the side. So you're like, oh, something's over there. Oh, smart, she's smart, smart. Yeah. Hey, so so okay, so you kind of can you just like flail your arms about so they can never get oh, yeah. get close? Well, you, you can, but but as you do that. And, and you know my daughter's pretty smart again. <laughs> She'll just wait and then <laughs> two minutes, flailing your arms around, and you know you're drenched in sweat and blindfolded at that point. <laughs> yeah, you give up doing that pretty quick. <laughs> you know what'd be funny is if you start playing and then they just sneak out and go outside and just leave you, <laughs> and you're like, where are they? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that day's coming. You know, they'll, they'll get to their teen years or whatever. Okay, Dad. Yeah, let's let's play Montezuma's Treasure. Yeah, get blindfolded there, pops. <laughs> See ya. Then you hear the car peel out. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fun game. I'm gonna try to play that tomorrow. Yeah, we play a lot of games. I uh, what's when my daughter was real little, I took a um, one of those carry-on suitcases that has like the handle. And I put her in it and just started like wheeling her around the house. <laughs> she was like a year old. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw a picture you sent once of that. Okay, uh, <laughs> way back when. It, it, and I gotta ask, man, because I know what would happen in my household. But but uh, did Sarah say anything? 
she she okay with that? <laughs> well, when I pulled it out, she I, I'm always I'm sort of just a giant kid. I haven't really grown up, and uh, <laughs> she was she wasn't concerned, but she was worried that Ariana was gonna like flail around and flop out. Yeah, but um, I leaned it back far enough so she couldn't get out. But uh, yeah, I do that. Let's see, I also lay her down on a sheet and drag the sheet around the house, so it's like oh, yeah. a. Uh, like a ride. We do something similar with a with a laundry basket. Oh, okay, yeah. We'll get in there. We'll throw a pillow in the back so they have something to knock against. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife always gives me this look, like, okay, someone's going to get hurt, and you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> and she's normally right, but we have fun till that. Point. That's kind of that's kind of the point that tells us it's time to transition to a new game is when someone gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you guys build like tent forts and all that kind of stuff, blanket forts? We we used to, and then. Uh, because we, we had, at one point, um, I mean, we, we're like the, the biggest collectors of used furniture ever. Because <laughs> anyone that knows us like, hey, do you want this? We're like, yeah, sure, you know. So, <laughs> so at one point, we had, I kid you not, four couches. And, um, and so <laughs> we would take every cushion off the couches, the girls and I, because I think I'm the big boy or the big kid in our uh, family. <laughs> and, uh, and we'd build, like, tunnels and caves and forts and stuff out of them. But then as the kids got older and they started uh, eating on their own, they spilt stuff on the cushions and stuff. Oh. So uh, so we got these, like, cushion cover things. Like, uh, I don't know. They, they almost – I can't really describe them. Just, just like a big fitted sheet that goes over your entire couch. Okay, sure. And, um, and it, it, they're, like, really fitted, too. They're, like uh, – they're not – you know, because I've seen ones below, before. They're just, like, a sheet over a couch. But these are, like <laughs> – yeah. these make it look like a new couch, kind of. Okay. And so um, so after we got those, one night I took those apart and got the cushions back out so we could do the uh, caves. And uh, and I got a dissertation about how hard it is to get those back in. Uh, <laughs> And so I realized, uh, for the sake of the marriage, it was better not to play the the cage <laughs> game anymore. So, yeah, yeah we we have a um, a couch. The the cushions don't come off; they're kind of like sewed on, I guess, or huh. however that works. But uh, what I do is just take all the the chairs and kind of make a circle and drape um, blankets on them. Oh, okay. And then just weight the blankets down with books or something. So it's kind of just like a big tent cave thing, but. Uh, and then she'll play in there for a while, but uh, yeah, I have to set that up for her like every once a month at least, <laughs> which is pretty fun because I used to do that all the time. So, and we got these, we got these like uh, expandable tunnels. They're uh, oh yeah, the uh, play hut kind of thing. Yeah, it, it it you can tie them up and they and they get real smart or they you know make a plastic tunnel kind of thing. Oh, okay. And uh, so that's like her doorway to get into the the, 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 the fort or, or whatever. Tent. Yeah. It's pretty neat. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's you know I I don't know it's 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 funny you know I I don't know there, there, there's so much I like doing with the kids that you know it does make me concerned for my own, for my own mental health. You know? <laughs> like, is this right? You know why isn't everybody doing this with their kids? You know. Oh yeah, I'm still like a big kid. And I plan on staying that way. And when um whenever we've gotten together like for Christmas or birthday parties or whatever with like other people and like families i always end up <laughs> end up with the kids always like i i never <laughs> even talk to any adults <laughs> it's just so much more fun life's too short you know i just i just want to have some fun i'm into that yeah what do you what do you teach again uh, i work with students with emotional and behavioral disabilities so okay. well, i guess what that means for anyone that doesn't 
really know that. Uh, it, these are basically kids that uh, come from rough families or have uh, psychoses of different types, um, usually mild psychoses. So usually if it's pretty bad, they don't end up in public schools. But um, So I just I work with them. I teach science and language arts and reading, and uh, that's, that's pretty much that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's challenging. It's uh, definitely crazy at times. Uh, does it kind of drain you? I mean, is it real stressful? Or? It, it can be. Uh, the, the stressful part of it is that the, the problems, the, the, the nexus of the problems that these kids have, most of them anyhow, are, are born from the families that they're in. I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this just after talking about playing with our kids. But, uh, I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, a lot of these kids are being raised by, the, like, their grandparents or by uh, foster parents or uh, they, they're in a single-parent situation where the parent's working all the time. When they're not working, they don't want to have anything to do with the kid. They want to uh, decompress on their own, you know, be it you know, sleep or do drugs or whatever. And so, I mean, the, the, the real heart of the matter is that these kids got nothing going for them in their day-in and day-out life there at home. And, and so they come to school and you try to build rapport with them and try to, you know, get some things going on there that are, that are good and positive and uh, – uh, going to take them somewhere, but you know it's it's uh, you know the kid putting the finger in the dike sort of thing. I mean it's just such a little span of time uh, in their life and in their daily life that uh, that that can be real stressful. Just the the notion that all the good you can do probably won't amount to a whole lot because <laughs> uh, they're right back into that you know soured environment as soon as the school bell rings at the end of the day and. Uh, you know, and, and they've got that for the rest of their lives, and they've got you for one year or two years, or you know, depending on the situation that the school has. Uh, so, anyhow, wow, that really uh, <laughs> took her down a few notches there. And, but, uh, no, it, it's fun though. I mean, you know, some of these kids, uh, some of the, the the ones that are that come from decent homes, but just have like legitimate uh, psychological issues. Some of them can be just fascinating. Uh-huh. Uh, in you know, I'm sure people have seen a lot of cool stuff on autism and and whatnot. But uh, when you get to know a student that is autistic and truly autistic, uh, it's amazing. I had a kid that uh, is fascinated with tornadoes, and he would draw a picture, just just sketch out on a piece of paper when he had free time, a picture of a tornado going through a town. And uh, you know, it was kind of oh, that's cool. You know, you're a pretty good artist. You know, and and about halfway through the year, I started looking because he would he would sometimes tuck these pictures in his uh, file folder there in the class. Started looking at them, and every single one was the exact same. And I mean, I'm not talking like it had the same stuff in it. I mean, the exact same. I mean, he hand drew pictures that when you put them over each other, matched up as if they were photocopied. Oh wow! It was the freakiest thing in the world. But um, and, and you know. The, it's just it's cool. It's got some cool stuff to it, and uh, the the kids are always fun, and they always uh, always kind of treat you like a surrogate parent, which which can be good and bad, you know. It's <laughs> parents parents have to be parents at times, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but it's it's pretty fun. I got a good group of teachers I work with that that are part of my program, so that uh, that's nice too. Okay. I remember there was a I don't know if it was a comic shop or a gaming shop, like. Um, Role playing. They had a lot of miniatures and dice and stuff, and they had like a little, like you walk outside 
around the side of the building and you could go downstairs into like this little creepy basement. And I think mm. back then they, they may have played some, you know, uh, Dungeons Dragons t- down in that room. Huh. I'm trying to think. The only thing I can think of, uh, there's a place called Main Street Hobbies that um, I don't remember it having a basement, but it might have. Um, the gal that ran the place had really big glasses and really buggy eyes. I don't know. If, does that ring a bell there? Um, I, I don't remember. I just uh, I remember you walk in the front door and the counter was on the right and on the left were like the aisles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was white and I think it was on the corner, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I know there was uh, there's a hobby store next to Hills or in that same set oh, of it's Hills. stores. It's Hills and Big Lots and uh, Marsh Supermarket were all kind of together there. I don't. Is Hills don't still know. there? No, no, they went out of business a long time ago. They got uh, bought out, and then the company that bought them out went bankrupt. Now it's now it's a uh, th- th- this is like in not really downtown Lafayette, but in in the center of what's now kind of urban Lafayette, and uh, now it's a farm store, like right <laughs> in the middle of the city. It's like you know, like nobody for probably twenty miles has anything close to a to a uh, uh, barn or animal or field or anything and they're selling you know these big big uh hay bins and stuff uh, I, I don't get it but apparently it works they've been in business for a while but wow it's kind of yeah <laughs> i remember uh we loved hills because they when we would go there in like their toy aisle they always had like these um like for legos or gi joe they would set up like a little display yeah, a display Oh yeah. yeah! Oh man! Yeah, that, I, I do remember that. That was yeah, and it would always. I mean, it'd be cool stuff too. I mean, yeah. if somebody like it spent time building like you know scenery and stuff, and yeah, I remember that. Oh man, we love that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I, what was it Memorial Day or Labor Day? They always had uh, five cent cokes and oh okay, yeah. like ten cent hot dogs or something. I, I don't remember, but I know that. I think it was Fourth of July. They would have they shoot fireworks off behind that uh, store, and so you could go park in the parking lot <laughs> oh, wow. and watch it. That was awesome. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> is uh is Marsh still there, or is it changed? Marsh is still there. Uh, it's been bought out, and uh, a friend of mine that works there was saying that they're about to be bought out again, and it'll go through a name change this time. But uh, oh man, no, it's still there. It's it's kind of like the pricey grocery store. It's uh. It's like walking into like a foreign land or something. It's like the, the Britain of shopping malls or uh, uh, supermarkets. I mean, it's uh, I mean like you, you know, generic bread at uh, Walmart or at you know, we got another store called Kroger in town that okay, you know, the, the generic bread there is I don't know eighty nine cents to dollar oh nine depending on the sell and that sort of thing. Marsh generic bread's three bucks. It's like, whoa, whoa, that's not generic. <laughs> talk about three buck generic bread, huh? <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> it's, it's imported generic bread. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like the, the, the Britain of grocery stores. Like, Do I got to pay customs on this when I'm leaving? What's the deal with that? You know? Wow. Is um, what's that? Godfather's Pizza still there? No. Oh no, man. But, yeah. They're gone. Uh, that that place was awesome because you could watch them making it, like spinning uh-huh. the pizza, and then in like their little arcade room, they had like an old Pac-Man arcade in there, Arca- <laughs> like the sit-down uh, 
Yeah, table where it's your it's you're playing on the table the, or the the games under the table that you're sitting at. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Like see through. Yeah. Nope, they're gone. Uh, trying to think. Did you ever go to Noble Romans Pizza when you were in town? Wait uh, a minute. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Noble Romans. Yeah, where they had the they had the mo- the guy in the purple monster suit. Wait. And, uh, they they played old time movies on the. Oh, oh, okay. I did mean Godfather's the first time. Noble Romans. I forgot about that one. Oh, that place was awesome. That's gone too. That it's 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 gone. But then it came back as like a a, a gas station eatery kind of thing. You know, what I'm talking about where they got the gas station and they got the the pizza joint or whatever Taco Bell or whatever. Oh, thing. right, right. I mean, it didn't have any of the I mean, the the flair there was going in and they had the movies playing and they had the the big picture window uh where you could see the the guys flipping the pizzas and Oh, okay. All that's none none of that. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the one. Okay, I don't know where I got Godfathers from. Yeah, Noble Romans. You want to hear a weird story about that? Um we let's see, was it a year or two ago, me and my brother and my dad took a road trip. We went from Texas down through uh, New Mexico and Arizona, and uh, wow. we ca- kind of went through Roswell and Carlsbad Caverns and all that stuff, and through most of it was just highway and desert, whatever you call it, and um, one night we stopped at a truck stop or whatever, and they had the Noble Romans pizza, but it was just like, um, you just walked up to the counter and got a slice of pizza, you know, yeah. it was, yeah. you know, like you said, like a Taco Bell kind of thing, there was no, like, you didn't there was no restaurant no pizzazz yeah and so so i was like oh my gosh matthew check this out and um i guess he had seen one somewhere else and he's like yeah don't get excited it sucks and uh (laughs) and and he was right but i kept part of the i kept the box i part of the box that had the name and put it in like my journal or whatever but i was like noble romans because the the thing is you know when we first moved down here even still now it's it was like moving to Mars. I mean, everything was so different, like the stores and the weather. I mean, everything. So anytime we saw something that reminded us of home, it was like a big deal because we hardly ever did. So, you know, that was Noble Romans 20 years later, and I almost had a cow in that truck stop at, at midnight. And the people were like, what's your problem, dude? It's just crappy pizza. I'm like, it's Noble Roman, you know, but, you know. <laughs> trying to think of what all uh... – what else has changed in town that's uh, major to do? Uh, oh man, what, what used to be big when we were kids? Um, the uh, the skating rinks, uh, all the skating rinks closed down. Oh, and then uh, some kids at the school that I teach at before I was teaching there, they uh, they rallied and they got some investors and they actually got a, a new skating rink started up. But it's uh, it's like right in the middle of this like industrial strip. So there's like like factory and a warehouse next to it. No, heating ring. It's it's still pretty cool. I mean, it's it's you know the same same sort of thing that uh, Aqua Alley and Skateaway were the two when we were growing up that existed. It's the same sort of thing as that, but uh, those places are gone. Been gone for a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned skating because I haven't. Uh, when we moved down here, uh, when I see it was what seventh grade, they didn't. They didn't do skating parties. There's a skating rink in the town where I lived, but no, I guess it was maybe for elementary school. I don't know, but we never went. I didn't even know it was there for a long time. So uh, last two years ago, I think for Christmas, my my the company my dad was was um, was working for 
put on a Christmas party at the skating rink. And I was like, that's kind of weird, you know. And uh, <laughs> But they're like, bring your family, bring all your kids. You know, we rented out the whole thing, whatever. So I was like, oh, man, I haven't been skating, you know, since the fifth grade. And so we go, and there wasn't that many people there. And for like two hours, I was just skating like crazy. And I, <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, man, you know, I don't know. I'm going to like get hurt. It's been, you know, tw- 20 years. I don't know how to do this. And then before you know it, man, I was passing up all the little kids like, see you, sucker. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was back in fifth grade. It's so much fun. Man. Now, were you, were you ever the, the, the kind of dude that could, uh, could do the like squatting down on one skate, the other foot extended or skating backwards and all that? Uh, I can't remember. I know I yeah. could. I never. No, that, no, I, I, um, I can't do backwards. I tried, but, uh, that, that's a little too scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll have to try that again next time. I tried for a little bit, but I was like, I don't know. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to get hurt. It's another thing to get hurt in front of your own kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. What happened to Daddy? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he talking funny? <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, skating alleys are gone. The uh, the schools are all different. Every school you ever went to here has been majorly renovated and changed. Oh uh, yeah, it's, I mean they look totally different. Matthew went. I didn't know he was going until he got back, but he went to Lafayette. Um, man, I don't know, five or six years ago. He just oh, yeah. he took a vacation and uh, he he wanted to go, you know, see what it was like. So he went up there for the weekend, and um, he actually went to Mayflower Mill and told him, "Hey, you know, I used to live here. I, you know, I'm." flew in from texas or whatever and they and they gave him like a tour and stuff <laughs> <laughs> did, did he feel it i can't remember when they started doing the renovations on that one but did he feel that it changed a lot i don't remember what he said about the school but he said there are houses all around it and it, oh, yeah. it used to yeah. be just fields and now it's because we, we used to play little league together and uh yeah, all those all the ballpark area you know how it was like open on on all the sides of that uh-huh it was just like there, there it used to be there. There's Mayfire Mill, and then McCutcheon High School was, was maybe I don't know a quarter mile away, and between them was just nothing, just open field and uh, and and ball fields, and now it's there's a big subdivision that intertwines between them, and uh, and uh, the the fields across from it are subdivisions, and uh, it, it's crazy the the sprawl that's gone on. Oh wow, you know, that's well, kind- and, and down by where you guys used to live, uh, all that's developed now i mean there's these huge like you know these like three hundred thousand dollar well that may not mean anything to anybody else outside indiana but but these huge uh probably four thousand square foot houses Mm. that are just on the other side of that woods behind where your guys's house was just all the way up to the the old we school i don't know if you remember that or not but that old school house that was up Uh, up around the way there wow that used to be just nothing yeah, it used to be nothing. Just yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> man, that's sad because we used to uh, when it was snowing, we would go play out there sometimes. And that is that little park still there? That's on the other side. Well, uh, there used to be like right at the bottom of that hill before you drive over the bridge. There was like some kind of little park. Was it the? It was the park next to the 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 bigger ball field that the adults would play at. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's still there. Yeah. Okay, okay. When I was a kid, we'd uh, we'd ride bikes from the house that I'm at up around your guys' neighborhood, which is, you know, I don't know, maybe two miles away at most. And uh, 
you know, nowadays there's no way that, that I'd let my kids do that. I mean, everything's paved between here and there and everything's uh, heavily trafficked and everything. Lafayette's growing a bit. Wow. I mean, it's no metropolis or anything, but it's <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the same everywhere, but it's it's sad when you hear, uh, you know, where you grew up is all different now. <laughs> no, even, I don't know how much you remember kind of uh, where I live, but uh, it used to be a, a gravel road, and it was just a few houses here and there, and there's kind of a swamp across from us and the creek behind us. And uh, they came through about, oh, seven years ago, and they uh, they developed all the way up the hill uh, little subdivisions, and they had to bulldoze part of the swamp and part of the woods across the creek from us to put in uh, uh, sewer lines and stuff. And uh, it oh, really man. just, I mean, you know, because this is the house I grew up in, and so it's, you know, it was like tearing away my heart, you know. I'm yeah. like, ah. you know, I, I used to play in those woods, man. You can't bulldoze those. Yeah, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not too bad. I mean, we still have a little bit of woods, and the creek wasn't too badly affected, but uh, things change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll probably mention this in one of the emails, but when we were growing up, you were the most creative person that I've ever known. And um, I remember I was at your house one time, and there was a pile of bricks outside, I guess outside by the garage or something. And it was yeah. just, it was like a, a square pile, but I guess you had kind of set it up so there were like little rooms, and it was sort of like <laughs> a, like a, uh, place set, I guess you call it a castle or something. Yeah, yeah well, I got the exact uh, opposite uh, feeling coming from me as far as you know. <laughs> I, I always thought you were the creative one. I was always like, man, you know, I have this lackey, man. Uh, wow. but, uh, that is so weird because I, man, that is just so strange because I was like, man, Lewis is so smart, so creative. He's the cool one. Wow. But uh, no, I the the um, the deal was my dad throughout the time that we lived at this house was always trying to build this flower bed for my mom out of bricks around the front of the house. And it's one of those, one of those kind of projects that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people's dads get into this sort of thing where, where they start a project and then they get away from it. Then they come back and do just a little bit. Then they get away yeah. from it. And so we, we always perpetually had this pile of bricks and it, it always got moved around where it was. But yeah, we would, uh, we'd take them and build little castles and stuff out of them and have a little, because, I mean, it was a big, I mean, it was probably, what, like three foot high maybe and three foot wide uh, cube of bricks of, of the red uh, red uh, masonry bricks. And, and a lot of them were busted in half and stuff, so you could kind of do a lot of different configurations with them. But, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, that uh, I learned from that that you could, um, you could make something out of anything, you know, like... Uh, you know, a pile of bricks, to, you know, to a lot of people, it's a pile of bricks, but if you use your imagination and stuff, it's a, you know, it's a castle <laughs> or a, you know, a, I don't know, G.I. Joe base or something, and <laughs> and that, that just kind of stuck with me, you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember your dad, I always tell people, because, uh, you know, as a teacher, students always are trying to get you off topic and always ask you crazy <laughs> questions, and, and um, somehow it comes out every year that I've I've driven a train. And I think it was your dad. That, you remember that? You remember your dad setting us up with that? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. That was with the uh, the Cub Scouts, right? Boy yeah, Scouts, I think, yeah. yeah. One of the two. I just I remember that was. It's been one of the coolest memories of my life. Is, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think back. I mean, maybe maybe I you know because again, memory does some funked up stuff, and uh, you know maybe I'm remembering wrong. But 
I kind of remember them letting us sit there in the in the uh, the engineer seat and and work the throttle, you know. And we we were probably only I don't know ten or so. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think that would happen nowadays. You know? <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, that, we did. Um, oh man, I don't know. Like three or four podcasts back, we did a train. We talked all about trains, and uh, my brother talked about. He remembered it better than I did about that driving the train, and uh, yeah, he said that. I guess I, don't, I guess it was my dad that got it going because he was real big into trains. And uh, the way my brother was telling it, they split us in half, and half of us were in the engine, and the other half were in the caboose. And then we switched. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the only thing I remember is sitting in a seat and having to flick that little dongle thing. Yeah, to make sure you know the dead man switch order. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was funny because the the guy that had the job of entertaining the people in the caboose, you could tell that like he was kind of screwed, you know. I mean, you know, the other guys let him drive the train. What's he gonna do? You know. So I remember that uh, when he got back to the caboose, he gave you like a bottled water. And oh. I remember that because that was the first bottled water I'd have ever seen in my life. Oh wow! You know, back then, I mean. Maybe it was just you know because my family kind of rednecks or whatever. I, uh, I, but I don't think back then people drank bottled water much. Yeah, I don't ever uh, remember bottled water. And so it's like, wow, this this water comes in a bottle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Man, I don't think I had bottled water till man. I don't know. Maybe late in high school, if that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we we drove a train. That's crazy. Drove a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know very many people that could say that. Even back then, you know, I mean, yeah. that was that was crazy. They just let us. Yeah, yeah y'all come on, you can drive the train. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and I think, uh, and again, I might be remembering this wrong, but I think they also at the end took us into like a an office room or something, and and they they showed us like the the train safety videos. It's like, yeah. okay, watch this guy get mangled. <laughs> yeah. That's what my brother said. And he was like, they probably should have showed us that first. <laughs> yeah. You still teach wrestling, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. We actually just got done with our season. Uh, but yeah, that was something that, uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, seventh grade year there at Wainwright, I got into and just never got away from so did you wrestled in in college too? Oh well, now let me let me get uh, take that back. <laughs> let me, you know, <laughs> uh, and that, that I was always interested, <laughs> I guess you know, because in high school uh, I went out, and then uh, when I moved to the procreal school, uh, part of the deal was that I had to pay for it, and so I would uh, um, I, I immediately tried to find a job because paying for it by working for your father that was not a good scenario. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. you know my dad would be like, okay, we're gonna. We're gonna dig post holes. You dig ten of them. I'll give you five dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, tuition's uh, nine hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. <laughs> so, uh, so, but I'd always had an interest in, and uh, and so when I, uh, but uh, so yeah, when I got to school that had that had uh, wrestling, I went and became a coach. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, so that, and that's kind of interesting. I mean, I you know I've never been. I've always enjoyed sports, but I've never been the kind of guy that's just like, I don't know, where, where sports is everything, where I can watch on TV someone else playing some sort of sport right. and be fascinated by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I can respect what I see 
in professional sports and in a, you know whatever you see on TV, college, whatever. But it's never been like, wow, it's worth my time to watch them do something really awesome with their lives. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I feel the exact same way. Thanks, Lewis, for being on here. Thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, TubaCast. Um, I'd like to put out a plug for a website that uh, Craig Perel mentioned on episode 18. It's called... (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Here, I'll I'll hit mute. He's he's excited. It's called planetjapan.org, and it's a... I think it's like a 30-minute podcast, and and they're actually in Japan, and it's really cool that it's... uh, I think it's Doug and Jen, and they have great, great podcast voice. I want to say radio voice, but... um, Man, they sound really professional. It's a really, it's a really fun uh, podcast, and that's planetjapan.org. So if you check out the show notes, I'll have a link to that. I'll have a link to Lewis's websites. Um, so thanks for listening, and thank you so much, Lewis. It's just been awesome. I, it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally been my pleasure. Uh, it's just awesome talking to you. God oh, bless man. you, buddy. Oh, God bless you, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.